a sign. There's your sign right there. Just keep going. Just keep going. Hey, if things get hard, things get good. Just keep going. Sometimes we can get blinded by the good things so much. I mean, hey, it says the rich man. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Hey, I'm telling you, this thing, God will give you what you want, but sometimes when he gives you what you want, you might forget about God. You might put him on the back burner. I've been thinking now, there, so, man, it, it's not, sometimes there's not enough hours in the day. It's like the next thing you know, and it's, it's over with. I wake up, and I get home, and I got, I want, I'm, trying to give, I'm trying to give this, this one time, and that one time, and my wife time, and God time, and read my Bible here and there, try to get, next thing you know, hey, man, ain't enough time in the day. <laughs> ain't enough time. But I'm glad, I'm, I'll tell you this, I'm glad we make time for God. I'm glad that I come to a church where I got people that serve God like I serve God. I mean, I'm nobody, but... But I come to a church, you know, in Ezekiel it says that he sought for a man among them that should stand in the, stand in the hedge and make up the gap, and he found none. But I, I'm glad that I still have brothers and sisters here. When we go to those meetings, I find people, we find some. Right. We find some that stand in that gap, that are still living the way we live. That, that we're, we, I mean, in, in the world's eyes, we're outcasts, we're cast out, we're whatever you want to call it. But, but we have people that are still doing the same thing that we're doing, worshiping the same way that we worship. And I'm glad that I found the right way. I'm glad that, that I'm able to go out and tell people because of where I came from that I'm able to use that to tell them, hey, this is not, that's that way that we used to live or that way that that church right there, that ain't right. And I can tell them, hey, how do you know? Because I used to live in those things and do and, and go in those same areas. So I know now what the truth is. Hey, but the Bible says I only know in part. I'm going to know in full when I get to heaven. All them questions you think you got for God when you get to heaven, you ain't going to have them no more. Because you're going to know in full. Them questions you ain't going to have to have anymore. It's going to just get poured on you. Hey, you're going to say, why did I ever doubt? You know, there's going to be filing cabinets in heaven, Brother Troy, that are things that you could have done for the Lord and you never did. There's things, in, and there's things that we're going to get there and he's going to tell us, tell us a little bit of something here and there and he's going to say, this is what you could have done. Man, I could have done all that. And hey, if I'd have just got saved back when, how, how much more could I have done for the Lord? How many more people I could have come in contact with and won more souls for the Lord? There's so much more I could have done. I know, I know God had a plan and a purpose for my life. I understand that. But, uh, but just, just thinking how much, I, how much more could I do? How much more? How much, man, I just need some more time in the day. I just need a couple more hours. I need a couple more hours of sleep, too. Yeah. I'm telling you. But it comes and it goes. Uh, today I'm looking at the clock and uh, I get home and me and Davin, we're trying to find something God, the, Lord, the Lord to give us to preach. And he's like, you got something yet? I, like, I ain't got nothing yet, buddy. I'm trying, I'm trying to put up this food. I'm trying to, trying to get stuff ready for tomorrow. I'm trying to do this. And I'm like, ah, oh, next thing you know, it's 5 o'clock. I got to go. I come in his room. I say, hey, man, we got to go. Already? I said, yeah, man, look at the time it is. And not enough hours in the day. There's just not, man. I mean, and then sometimes I'm sitting around. I'm like, man, there's too many hours in this day. <laughs> but I'm telling you, hey, if you're not careful, though, you'll, you'll put God on the back burner and we'll quench the spirit, what you say. You'll quench the spirit. Hey, if you're not real attentive to God's voice, because, you know, sometimes it's quiet. It's real quiet. And if you're not real attentive to it, you'll quench the spirit. You'll, you'll miss what God has for you. I want to read this right quick. We're going to be in uh, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5. But I want to read this real quick. It's in number 6. I'm sure y'all have heard this before. It's in number 6, uh, 22. It says, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto Aaron and unto his son, saying, 
On this wise, ye shall bless the children of Israel, saying unto them. It's the blessing that Moses gave the children of Israel. And I just want to read it to you. It says in verse 24, The Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. And they shall put my name upon the children of Israel and I will bless them. I believe that's just as much for them as it was for, I believe just as much for us as it was for them. I just wanted to read that for y'all. There's a blessing for us. That God's God, he's going to put his, he's going to let his face shine upon us. He's going to be gracious unto us. That grace, hey, that forgiveness that he has, that mercy that he has. He's going he's to lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. A peace that passes all understanding. A peace that settles in when we know that everything is going wrong in our life. That there's a God that loves us. That'll come to where I'm at. That'll meet me where I'm at. That'll meet my children. When I can't be there for them, because I can't, I'm not always going to be there for them. But I got a God that can go to where they're at. That can pull them out of wherever they're at. In the deepest, darkest pits of hell that they may bring themselves into. And I can't go to, God can go there. And that's why we can trust God. I'll start reading in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5. Verse number 12. It's quenching the spirit. And we beseech you, brethren, it says, I beg you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you. It says, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, Support the weak and be patient towards all men. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, for ever, but, but ever, more, ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. It says rejoice evermore. Rejoice, rejoice, y'all. Pray without ceasing. and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Quench not the spirit, despise not prophesying. Prove all things, hold fast that which is good, and abstain from all appearances of evil. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful, faithful is he that calleth you who also will do it. He'll do it, y'all. I'm telling you, he'll do it. Brethren, pray for us. Pray for me. Pray for my family. Pray for my brothers and sisters. Pray for my lost loved ones. Pray for the ones I work with. Pray for the ones that I ask prayer for. Pray for the ones that I hadn't been in contact with yet. Pray for them. It says, I charge you. It says, greet all the brethren with a holy kiss. I charge you by the Lord that this epistle be read unto all the holy brethren. And the, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. It's quenched out in the spirit. I mean, God's brought me into a con- back, back into contact with some of the people that I used to run with. And, and, I, and I thank him for it. Because now he can see. He had, to, he had to fix me up first. He had to get me right. I had to, I had to be real quiet and listen, to, and listen to the words that he had to tell me. I had to turn the ways he wanted to tell me. I had to, he had to build me up. He had me, he, had me, he had me here getting trained for these questions and for the answers that I needed to give him. And now... I can tell them what God's done for me. I can show them what God's done for me. In verse 20, it says, despise not prophecy. 
prophesying. Despise not preaching. Don't despise the man of God that preaches. It says now in 14, he talks about exhort your brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, and be patient towards all men. We've got to be patient to the lost and dying world. Hey, as much as I want to tell you God worked in my heart a while ago, I got upset. I got upset about some certain things that was going on. And I, and I wanted to push away, and I wanted to push away because that's what I've always done. Just don't deal with them no more. Just don't deal with them no more. But God told me I had to deal with them. I had to. I had, I had, I had to be there for them. And, and God's working, working those situations and pull, pulls them back in. And I had to be patient. Patience is not one of my virtues. <laughs> I want it done now. Hey, hey, I got all these things going on in my head, and I'm walking 20 miles, 50,000 miles an hour trying to get it all done. And, I, and, and me, I, I, I get lost. I Miss Jen about that day. I get lost over here because something ain't got done, so I'm over here, but I'm supposed to be over here. But I'm getting it all done, right? But I'm everywhere. I'm not patient. I'm not, I'm not just focusing on one thing, getting it done, then coming to the next one, getting that done. I'm not a patient man. I'm, God's working on that. No, I'm trying to be patient with unbelievers and, and people that fall away from God because forgiveness is a big thing that is a, in a Christian life. And, and a lot of times we'll forget forgiveness is a big part of the Christian life. And, and we'll think that, oh, he's wounded. He done got out there in that world. Nah, just shoot him. He's done. Yeah, we'll get rid of him. Your man gets injured in battle, gets a battle, battle wound. What you do, you try to patch them up right there and, and drag them back and try to get them back to, to so you can give them to the medics and things like that. But not us Christians sometimes. Sometimes we think he's done for. Oh, he's done. You got to just set him aside. He's, he's done. Me, I'll do that. We just got to remember where we came from. Remember where God took us from. Remember not to go back to those places. We got to be patient. We got to be patient. Be patient. It, <clears throat> oh, and... uh. In 13, it says, And esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. The ones that are laboring, that are bringing us messages, the ones that are, that are, that are working, sometimes we don't see. We've got we to esteem them up high. We've got we to remember that they're set aside for a work, and the work that they're doing is a good work. But with all of this, well, you need to quench not the spirit. The spirit, the spirit's going to tell you which way to go. When you go in that other way, you're quenching the spirit. You don't want to quench it for too long. But you've got to be patient in these things. That's all I've got. Saved, go ahead and say amen. So it's gonna be real simple tonight. I got a note card, but y'all know I can take note cards and run a little ways with them. But find in your Bibles with me Philippians chapter number three. If you want to put a, a bookmark or something in Romans chapter number eight, I'm gonna be over there for about 30 seconds right at the end. Yes, Philippians three and Romans 8. 
In Philippians 3, you just want to read a few verses right here, and this is just going to be real, real practical. Just real like what the Word of God says and can give you a little bit of, little bit of help for the road ahead. In Philippians 3.15, it says, Let us therefore, as many as be perfect, be thus minded. And if in, any, if in anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. There's a whole message in that verse, but I've got to, I've got to move on. Verse 16 says, Nevertheless, whereto we have already attained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same thing. Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so, as ye have us for an example. For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body, that it may be fashioned like to his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Now I got to looking at this when I was at home, and I noticed that if you look at these verses and, and you kind of take a take a little bit of an English class. You remember when they had you do those diagram of those sentences and everybody, I probably just broken up a real bad memory for some people, especially me in English. If you have a sentence and you, you start the sentence off and then you insert something in parentheses, it's what I believe is called parenthetical information. And it gives you a little extra light on the sentence that you're reading. Verse 17 says, Brethren, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. And verse 18 and 19 are in parentheses. That so says, verse 20 says, For our conversation, be followers together of me, verse 17, and mark them which walk so as ye have us for an ensample. For our conversation is in heaven, verse 20. There's two different conversations in these verses. Now, that's not conversation like how you're talking. This is how you carry yourself. You, you look at the conversation in verse 20 and 21, how you have this example conversation, for our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile body. You see that kind of conversation, but you also have another example. In verse 18, it says, For many walk, of whom I have told you often, and now tell you, even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. That's some strong words. I'm, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm telling you, you don't need a new Bible to, to, to figure out what that means. That basically means that there are people who the way they carry themselves makes them the enemy of the cross of Christ. I mean, y'all believe the King James Bible. Come on. Whose end is destruction. It gives you a little bit of a foresight that Psalm 73, I believe it is, something I have to keep on going back to where I saw the prosperity of the wicked and then I went to the house of God and saw their end. Whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. Now, to mind, it basically is to direct one's mind to a thing to seek, to strive for. And if you look even further down into the world, it almost in, into the word, it almost seems like that really is saying this is where their heart is set. They mind earthly things. Now, I'm t- I tell you, I'm, I, I, we all got to work. We all got to do jobs. We all got to do things. We all got to pay bills. We got to do all these things right here. But where is our focus? 
If, it's, if we're, our focus is only on our next raise, our next promotion, the, the next title we can put beside our name, come on, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty of some of these things. And if that's where our focus is, we are minding earthly things. But there are those that are around us who we can take a look at and say, you know what, there's something about them There's something about the way they carry themselves that is keeping them going for Jesus Christ. It tells us in verse 17, Brethren, be followers together of me. Paul said, You want to see somebody to follow, follow me. And mark them which walk so as you have us for an example. So what I would exhort you to do tonight is I want you to take a little bit of an inventory of your life of who has the most influence on you. And watch and look very carefully which way they're going. What, what do they talk about? Why do they carry themselves? And then when you see an example of somebody who's doing it right, who's staying true, mark them. Now, I know Romans has another marking for those who are unruly. But this right here is saying, when you see someone who is acting like the Apostle Paul here said their, their, their conversation is carrying, they mean what they say. They walk the walk and talk the talk and they preach and live the same thing. You take a look at them and say, you know what? I'm going to keep my eyes on them. I'm going to keep my eyes on the one that no matter what comes, they're, they're still going. I'm going to keep my eye on no matter how far this world may turn against them, they still keep going. I'm trying not to move. I'm not scare anybody. I, I, when you see somebody, let me just use an example. When you see our preacher who's been here and since 1989 hasn't changed one bit, you can say, you know what? I'm going to keep my eyes on my preacher because there's something about how he's walking that makes the Bible right. Because when I see the Bible say, hey, here's the example, and when you see someone, put your eyes on them. Put your eyes on them. Look at what they do. Look how they carry themselves. Look at what they are doing in their life. What makes it to where they are still walking with God? That's just an assignment right there. Say, you know what? I'm going to look look for somebody who can not out of being proud, but in confidence say, you can look at every aspect of my life. And you can look at every person who I say is the main people that that help and set my direction in my life like your closest friends. And you can say, without apology, this ought to be our heart and our mind and our desires to say, hey, look at me and watch me follow Jesus. Look at me and go, go through these things. Look at what God is doing in my life. Because if you take a look at someone who's a good example, they aren't going to lead you off in the pit. Because, I mean, if somebody is driving down the straight and narrow, they're not hopping in the ditch over here, hopping in the ditch over here, off on the side over here. If they are all wavy and unstable as water as Reuben was, you ought to know something's not right about him. But if you see somebody that day in, day out, day in, day out, still goes on for God, put your eyes on Romans chapter number 8. I'm going to read these two verses right here. In Romans 8, verse 5, says, For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. That's a heavy word. To be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Hmm. Death. Life. I don't have to think about that one too much. Hmm. Torment and chaos, peace. 
Uh, I'm not even really going to look at that guy the second time. But what you're going to look for is when somebody who their life lines up with the Word of God and lines up with what they say and can say, you know what, I am in this world, but I'm not part of this world. At any moment, God could come back and boom. I ain't going to turn around like Lot's wife and say, oh, man, well, I missed all that now. <laughs> hey, I have nothing against people who want to excel in their life, but this right here ought to be priority. Little, little, I always seem to get into confession time here. I, I, there are things I'd like to do in this life. There's a long list of things that I would love to do in this life. There's a long list of things that I'd like to, even, even for so, say, have an occupation in this world doing this for, if no other reason, to provide for my family. But if God just in one second breaks in and says, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to take you over there. I'm going to have you do this, and you're going to forget everything you have actually. Yes, sir. I will take this over anything this world could ever give me. Amen. messages just bear with me I trust that God will speak through me gonna be in Psalms chapter number 40 when you're there say amen I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Sometimes we ought to just wait patiently for the Lord. I know I hear a lot of men say, oh, I just want it my way. I want to put my hands in it and twist it around. But if we just wait on the Lord, maybe that answer, if we just wait on him, maybe he'll, he'll just bring us through that storm and that prayer maybe will get answered. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. See, if you just wait on him, he'll take you out of the pit. He'll take you out of the miry clay. If you try to just keep putting your hands in there, you might, just, you might get yourself more stuck than you already were. Only the Lord can bring you and establish your goings and bring you where he wants you to be. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in, in the Lord. God's not just going to establish your going. He'll, once, you tr once you accept Christ, he'll put a new song in your heart. He'll put a new song in your mouth. It says, if any man be through Christ, he's a new creature. Old things pass away. Behold, all things become new. Not only, once you accept Christ, you'll get that new song, and he'll, you'll get that new life. You won't, that, like it says, the old man will pass away. You won't want to do those, those ungodly things, you know, more of those, those worldly things, and more like drinking or cussing or fighting or carrying on. You want to do the things of the Lord. Of the Lord. Verse 5, oh no, verse 4. Blessed is the man that maketh the Lord his trust, and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside the lies. Put your trust in the Lord and watch where he takes you, and watch how much he blesses you. Verse 5. Many, O Lord my God, are the wonderful works which thou hast done, and thy thoughts which are to us where they cannot be reckoned up in order unto thee, if I would be 
If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering thou didst not desire. Mine ears hast thou opened, burnt offering, and sin offering hast thou not required. Then said I, lo, I come in the volume of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do thy will, O my God. I delight to do thy will, O my God. Yeah, they, thy law is within my heart. As Christians, we ought to be delighted to do his will. We ought to be delighted to go out to the world and tell a stranger that he died on the cross for him and that, for them and that he loves them. We ought to be delighted to tell, tell the world what he's done for us. Verse 9, I have preached righteous in the great congregation. Lo, I have not refrained my lips, O Lord, thou knowest. Us preachers, you know how we go. We go up to Conyers and we preach the word and hoping that maybe one person might hear, it, might hear it and get saved. But even if that don't happen, we still ought to go out there and tell the world the gospel. And we still ought to go out there and spread this Bible until because the because the Bible tells us we ought to go out there. We not we ought to not refrain our lips from talking about the great things that this Bible has. Uh, verse seventeen. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinketh upon me. Thou art my help and my deliverer. Make no tearing, O my God. The fact that we barely praise him or do anything for him and we, we just sit and put him in the back burner, he still thinks on us and he still answers prayers for us and he still blesses us and he still orders our steps and he still t- brings us through the storm. I just want to thank him for all he's done for me and my family. I want to thank him for the calling he's put on my life. I'm, 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 I fail him every day. I put him on the back burner every day, but he still thinks on me. He still chooses to just bless me every day. Deuteronomy 30, chapter 30, verse 15, says, See, I have set before thee this day life and and good and death and evil, that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in his ways, and to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord my God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But thine heart turn away, so thou wilt not hear, or shalt be drawn away, and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that ye shall surely perish, and that ye shall not prolong your days upon the land, whether thou possessest, passest over to go to possess it. You know, what Troy said, but John said about choosing life. You know, when I was a little kid and, and the lady come by with the bus, bus ministry, I choose life that day. I said, yes, I'd I, I ride the bus to church. And, and the day I got saved, I choose life that day. Yeah, I'm going to get saved. I want to serve the Lord. And, and throughout my life, even four or five years ago, I still chose life because I want to stay in church and serve the Lord. And I, and I walked that narrow path. I'm not perfect. I fail him every day. I don't deserve, deserve heaven. But you know what? He loved me enough to give me heaven. But I, I choose life. 
to, to, keep, to, to keep going for the Lord. I, I don't want a parent to die and go to hell. I'm not going anyway. I'm already saved. But, but yet, I have to walk that daily life daily because I choose life over death. And when I choose life, I, that means I have to walk that daily life, walk that daily life in front of my, in front of my family, my friends, my enemies, that world out there, my church family. Too many times we, we, we focus on the world, but sometimes we need to focus on our family. Sometimes family needs much as the world does. They need, they need to see us walk that life. See us live that life and let our light shine. Sometimes we just need to be encouraged and, 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 and pushed on. So, yeah, if he can do it, I can do it. You know, what Troy says, you know, I, I look for my little heroes around here. And, and, and I watch, I watch my pastor, I watch Brother Troy, I watch Brother Daryl over there, I watch Brother E. And, and it encouraged me to see them keep going, even when we have them bad trials and bad days and the good days, the days on the mountain, you know, sometimes we need that little, little encouragement. You go out there and try to get, you don't get encouraged out there, you're going to get defeated. But, but, but we, we come here and we get lifted up and we get, we get, 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 get recharged. So we go out there and face that world, face our enemy, even facing my family out there. So we can keep going on because the next verse, verse 19, which is my life verse, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. I choose life, y'all. I choose, I choose the Lord because he died for me, saved my soul, called me free, set me on the right path, set me on straight and narrow way that I can live for the Lord and let my light shine. And one day I'm going to see him. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to see my home, see my family. See, most of all, see my Jesus, see my Lord, and, and, and just, you know, we, we all celebrate, we got a list. I don't have a list. All I want to do is get, get his feet and just thank him and thank him and thank him for what he's done in my life, what he let, let me go through, let me see, let me, let me feel, let me taste, let me hear, and the things that he has brought me through and carried me through and let me live, let me see my grand, grandkids get, get saved, call the priest, my, my family get saved, my brothers get saved. He let me see that. You know, there's people that, that walked out them doors that don't get to see all that. But I get to see, you know, why? Because I stayed in, stayed in the uh, fire line. I stayed with my, in, my, in my post. I stayed in my pillar. And I, I held my, my part of my, 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 my church up. We all, we all have a pillar here, you know. You walk, you walk away, you know, where that pillar falls. But I stayed, I stayed in, my, in my pillar. I held my, my, my part up. We all got to do that because we, we, we can't give up on the Lord. He didn't give up on you. He gave you life. He gave, he gave you blessings. We talked about it before. He, he blessed you. He saved you. He called you to be who you are today because he loved you. Because he loved you. He loved you before you even thought about it. He went out. I wouldn't even thought about it. But that day I let him come by the first ministry. He said, talk to him. Talk to him because I got some blessings for him that he'll never know coming his way. And, and look what he gave me. Look what he gave me. He gave me life most, 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 most of all. But he gave, gave my family here, y'all. You know, on, on this side, most of this is my family over here. And I, I thank God for it. You know, he's, he's just been so good to me, so good to me. And I, I thank him for my life. I thank him for giving me life and giving him the love he's given me. Because he's just blessing. It's a blessing, y'all. It's a blessing. And if you don't feel that, I'll put it right here, ready for you to go.